this is Masa Jali. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. Uh, today's podcast episode is going to be on say, significant health. And with me is, uh, is it Dr. Jordan Peterson? Is that safe to say? Doctor. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. Uh, and we're just going to just jump right in. It's going to be an organic talk. So why, uh, Jordan, did you decide to get into... Well, let's just start from the beginning. You've got what kind of medical degree do you have? Well, I I have a traditional medical degree and a specialty in anti-aging medicine, but I'm also trained and certified as a naturopathic doctor. And then I Mm -hmm. wanted to find out more about the frequency of life. And so Mm -hmm. I went to school and I got PhD degrees in immunology and drug Mm -hmm. research. I was thinking, wow, drugs have got to be the end-all, be-all. But what I learned was the disciplines – not one of them have the total health issues I needed to help my family get well. Right, right. And I see that. So it's it's actually good when I read you, you know, you've got, say, the solid foundation, uh, you know, of the Western education. But then, you know, you're you're coming into, you know, the bigger picture of why people get ill and then finding solutions, whether they be, you know, theoretical or even, you know, uh, physical-based solutions to, to, and I think that's why we probably got together. Uh, you've got the uh, physical components, uh, although, you know, you're coming into the etherical, and then I've got the underlying frequencies and so on that can help. Uh, so together, uh, it's a great, actually, it's a great, it's a great mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, um, you know, we, we were talking earlier, you know, before, before the recording on, well, first of all, how did you get to know me or or what intrigued you about me? Well, I was helping some patients that had mm-hmm. uh, cardiovascular problems, and some of them weren't getting well, and some of them were getting well. And the interesting thing was, was the ones who had the most severe physical problems They were the ones that were getting well. They decided to get well. And they told me the reason why and the difference was, was because they had listened to you and they had listened to the mental focus and the detoxification. Mm. One of them summarized it to me and she said, you know what, the the body will heal itself if you can just rid it of all the obstacles. The body naturally will go on and do what it needs to. So she hooked me up with some of your podcasts and I listened to a number of them and I learned exactly what I had already seen in my life, which was Mm -hmm. people that make a choice, have a plan and stick to it, get somewhere. And the others who aren't strong enough to choose to be Mm -hmm. well, uh, sometimes don't get well, even if they're not really that sick. That's true. That is absolutely true, and they create more illness. You know, and, and I just want to clarify, Jordan, for you and uh, for the audience, is that the choice, you know, a lot of us make, say, physical choices, but what happens is that the underlying programs on, on the underlying program that dominate us, that's really the key. You know, so you people can even be conscious of say the programs that they're running uh, and they want to move out. But then a lot of times it's like, well, how the hell do we move out? You know, I've tried so many things and then you try to do a lot of physical things, you know, in this case, you know, medical things, whether it's surgeries, prescription drugs, uh, better food and all that. But the choice comes when you get to an awakened level. And that's what I do is like awaken you kind of like shake you up. Uh, and then your spirit wakes up and it's like, looks around and it's like, wow, I'm not supposed to be ill like this. Uh, you know, life is much grander than that. And the two client, the two patients that you're seeing, I can tap into them and they're waking up and, uh, and they're going, you know what? Uh, I have more to live for because sometimes people get ill and you, you might want to talk about that. Sometimes people get ill when there's nothing to live for. You know, they see that they're getting in a rut and it's getting narrower and narrower, basically turning into a grave. And there's no way out for those individuals. So I really want to talk about that because I think a lot of your clients might be having issues with that. Uh, And then they go, well, since I can't get out, um, you know, I'm looking forward to, say, the end of time from what I'm seeing. And it doesn't have to be that way. There's opportunities available to you. Does that make sense to you? 
Absolutely. I, I had uh, uh, actually one of my neighbors had mm-hmm. a stroke three days ago. We went to the uh-huh. hospital and they said, well, she's brain dead. Her function is no longer there. And we looked at all the numbers and all the graphs and they sent her home to die. And the family made oh, wow. a conscious choice. We're not going to do anything. We're just going to let her expire. There mm-hmm. isn't any brain function there. In the last two days, we go and visit her, and all of a sudden, we start to see more and more. And she's now responding to people, and she's at home. They totally made a conscious decision that it's time for her to go. And you know what? She's surrounded with over 30 of her family members, and they're just hanging around to say their last goodbyes. It's bringing her around, and she's starting to respond. Isn't that interesting? That's so interesting. And uh you don't mind if I read her, do you? Because no, I, could help. I could actually, yeah, I could actually work on her. Uh, and maybe that why, that's why she pops up. So, you know, when I see her, she's at a certain age. And, you know, you said there's about 30 physical family members. But when I see her, there's like a whole group. Their family never crosses over, Jordan. They're, they're such a tight-knit family that even when they die, they hold on to those individuals who are dead and she's so sensitive she actually feels say those i don't know what you want to call them, frequencies that are not of this realm just or that essence of death and then well she has to disconnect um so i can actually help her out and i'll work on her through this session uh for you but you know the thing that i want to bring up um so it seems like she'll come back to life more than ever you know through whatever you know i do for her and then obviously you know some of the, the things that you're doing for her uh, to bring her back. She has low, and again, I'm not, not diagnosing her, but uh, I don't know, there's something wrong with her white blood cells. It's almost like her body packing herself. There's something's, I see more white than red in her blood. And I'm not sure. She just had a stroke and she uh, was going to recover, but then she had a second one while she was in the hospital. Yeah, so you might want to help her with her blood, but um, that that sounds great. Okay, but um, what I wanted to bring up is that you know when a doctor tells you you've got six months to live, or <laughs> you've got cancer, or you've got whatever, you know your brain is a great materialization. You know it it, it produces things into your reality so strongly, especially when you have somebody of significance or an authority going, Hey, you've got six months to live. There's no other chance. Cause you know, I'm the expert and then I know everything about whatever. Right. And I, I just see a very low chance. Can you talk about that? Cause I think you kind of go through where you've had some fantastic turnarounds on a lot of people. Oh, I have had some absolutely miraculous, remarkable recoveries. And many of them do energy work. And many of them employ some of your protocols and programs and podcasts Mm -hmm. in their life. And that healing frequency of music is all fantastic. Let me me tell you how I changed. This is personal here. And if you don't mind, I'll get just a touch vulnerable here. I love it. I was getting a PhD degree in immunology and I was doing a cardiology internship at the same time. Mm -hmm. And my major professor was Jonas Salk. Yeah. Jonas Salk, the man who developed the, the, he was the one who helped save the world from the polio virus. And I got to work with him one hour Mm -hmm. every week for a full uh, semester, basically. And he was my major professor. I was the only graduate student he had. And he mm-hmm. taught me the principles of developing medicine. And he took me in the lab one day. Mm-hmm. Imagine a two-gallon jug of water sitting on the shelf. Now imagine 30 of them. And they're all mm-hmm. sitting next to each other. And they have dilutions on them. One had a, a lot of virus. One had a little bit of virus. One had a tiny amount of virus. And he said, you see those viruses over there? Every time I would give some to an animal, it would kill the animal. And after two years, I figured there's no way I can give an animal or a human any of this little virus, no matter how much I dilute it, without killing them from the polio virus itself. But he said, after two years, you see that jug over there? And I said, yeah. He said, that only had water in it. It had a little bit of salt and water. That was it. But it sat next to all of my jugs that had virus in them. 
And after two years, the virus had an energy that had transferred across the glass jar into the water and he tested the water. And that's how he came up with the virus, uh, excuse me, the vaccine that saved lives because it had the energy of the virus without having the virus in it. And I learned at that moment that energy was going to be in my life when it came and applied to all the healing that was out there. And he saved the world. They give him credit for saving the world from that vaccination. And I learned so much from that single experience that the energy of a virus and viruses Mm -hmm. aren't alive nor dead transferred across the glass into just a jar of water. The energy is what they gave us for the vaccine. Wow, that is so cool. That is, I mean, that's what I do is, you know, generate and create frequencies, but, you know, seeing like physical evidence, you know, just even provides more, say, opportunities that open up for not only me, but everybody out there that listens to this. It's like, we get to get, have a deeper understanding of how stuff really occurs. Um, that's fascinating. Is there more information uh, on, say, that study that I could look into? Well, uh, I think it, it's in his book. He's written in his autobiography. That story is written about him. And okay. I, had the, I had the joy of having him tell it to my face. And, uh, wow, that's pretty well. Uh, he, was, he was a major impact in the philosophy of wellness. Mm-hmm. What I did from that was I took all these studies. In those days, we had paper copies. And mm-hmm. I put in a gymnasium floor all these different studies of all this that I'd learned through all these doctor's mm-hmm. degrees. And I wanted to know what the concept of overall total wellness was. And as I isolated them into little groups, I came up with seven components of wellness. And then I gave them each a letter. E for eat, S for sleep, S for supplement, E for exercise, N for neutralized poisons, C for clean water and air, and E for eliminate stress. And it spelled the word essence. And I looked up the word essence, and essence is the most important part of something. So I wrote a book and called it The Essence of Wellness. Eat, sleep, supplement, exercise, neutralize poisons, clean air and water, and eliminate stress. And then I said, the person who does all of this will be their own doctor. They will evaluate each one of those components. And the weakest one is the one they probably need to start on first. But it is a choice, a conscious choice I see in these cardiology patients. They have to make that evaluation of self. They Mm -hmm. have to have purpose and they have to make a choice before they implement this essence of wellness. And you have made very great strides in healings. And you haven't had traditional Western medicine and it's fascinating how sometimes you have to get Western medicine out of the way. So that people- true. That's true. You know, but Jordan, I come from a family of doctors. <laughs> my, <laughs> I'll bet that's my uncles were a doctor. Uh, my father is a doctor. My sister's a doctor. Uh, my other sister runs, uh, you know, the family, uh, at the time, the family clinic, uh, I don't know, other sister, sister-in-laws, they run what hospitals or, you know, surgery department. So I kind of like that, um, that virus that you were talking about, it, yeah. it, you know, just sitting close, that water connecting. I think I got a lot of that vibration <laughs> through my father or the family lineage of, you <laughs> know, healing. Actually, that's actually <laughs> really true, I think. Yeah. So, and, and I actually, I always wanted to be a doctor. Uh, and I went into school and then the first week I'm going, wow, you know, I don't think I could handle just hanging out with a lot of ill people at the time. <laughs> yeah. And when I was younger, you know, you know, sports medicines, things like that was, you know, weren't, you know, a bigger picture of it. So I didn't even think of that. But, uh, but now, like you said, I help people from a very different perspective. So, um, and, you know, I have nothing against Western medicine or anything, but, you know, the mixture of the two, I think could be a, like, 
that's what people are actually looking for. So in today's society, you know, in the medical society, uh, I wish more and more people or, you know, doctors would like open up and not be really afraid. It's not like they're going to lose their patients or anything. It's just that you're going to have those patients that actually recover and they'll send other family members and so on. But people think that there's a sense of lack, you know, if these people, it's like if these patients get well, then how am I going to, you know, create a, a create a, you know, a, a business flow. I'm going to generate income. Chiropractors are like that. I hate to say it that way. Right. You know, I um, see, a, I see a lot of the medical professionals that I work with mm-hmm. and a lot of them are constrained by the almighty dollar of the, of the insurance company. And yes. the insurance companies haven't figured themselves out. Obamacare mm-hmm. hasn't figured itself out. No. no. And and the doctors haven't had the time and aren't organized enough to say, this is how it's going to be. And so they're a pawn in this game of chess, and they're only one player. And, and if I can go back to Jonas Salk one more mm-hmm. time, he looked at me one day and he shook his finger at me and he said, someday – Someday, you'll understand enough that you'll be given a product that will help so many people as long as you don't give it to the insurance companies in the world. And I didn't know what that was. He didn't know what that was, except now that I look back, I think maybe he had the energy and the frequency to know better. And that's one of the reasons I developed the silver product that I have, because Mm -hmm. Silver transfers energy better than any mineral. Silver destroys bacteria and viruses and yeast. There's no man-made product that does that. So I thought to myself, if I just take this all-natural silver that Mm -hmm. God has given us, that our bodies are pre-programmed to utilize, at least in a physical sense, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have the ability to transfer more energy in a better way if I can just learn how to use the magnetism, the electricity, all of the different chemical and physical principles of healing. And it took me away from the idea that every healing is chemical in the toxicology world. took me away from prescriptions. It took me away from all these different things. But yet I see more people using this in a way to destroy bacterial problems and viral problems. And so many people don't know what they have. They aren't diagnosed properly or they can't figure it out. It gives them one of the tools to help neutralize the poisons in their body and they have to use it by choice. And that consciousness has to play a significant role. So silver has been one of my causes. I went to Africa. I went Mm -hmm. to Africa and I used this silver and the production of it. And after Mm -hmm. I worked in four clinical settings, I published my results in a peer-reviewed journal and it Mm -hmm. was granted a cure for malaria from an all-natural source. So I've gone and lived this issue. I did just what Jonas Salk said, and I went to Africa, and after years of study and years of helping, I have a solution. And this is, imagine this. I walked into the clinic the first day, and there were five babies in body bags on the bench. And every single day, that was happening, more than half of the babies die in Africa from a mosquito giving them malaria. More than half die before the age of five. I said, there's got to be more to this. I've got to give all that I have to this. And Mm -hmm. so I learned this energy and I learned the combination of Western medicine and toxicology. But more than anything else, I I learned that there's this heart energy that is Mm -hmm. permanent. Brain energy changes. And people will come to you with that right heart energy. We can help them. We can help them in every single way. So I appreciate your work because you and I cross over in a lot of different areas. Yeah, I see that. Um, I want to talk about that silver because I was interested in, uh, and I know it sounds kind of strange, but gold, like digesting gold. (laughs) So, and, and, and so I'm just, getting into this so are you talking about like colloidal silver and can you tell me the difference between ah, what's colloidal sir, silver i mean what's the the 
chemical makeup of colloidal silver? Is it real silver? How does that work? Yeah, it's a terrific question. So imagine taking a block of silver, pure silver, and sanding it so that little teeny particles fall into the water. That's what I was going to do. And they saturate the water. Or we can chemically melt it down into the water with nitric acid. And that's the old-fashioned form of silver. And they call it colloidal or ionic silver. Then in about the 1970s, they started taking silver and making a colloidal silver that was safer. Then in about uh, 15 years ago, we started making silver hydrosol, where we took uh, electromagnetic charges and pulsed it through the silver every 10,000th of a second. So one molecule at a time, the silver would bond to the water molecule, the oxygen. Now we had oxygen bonded to silver to drink it. That structuring of silver then was a strong acid. And I saw Mm -hmm. people weren't taking it except once in a while because, you know what, this is an acid. The immune system rejects acidic things. So I learned over time in the laboratory and made a structured silver with alkalinity. So I have alkaline structured silver the body uses with the immune system, and it's Mm -hmm. structured so it can get through the the, uh, different um, films, of biofilms of the body, and now it's safe, and now it's beneficial. Now it carries a charge. Now it transfers electromagnetic energy. It does more Mm -hmm. than just chemistry. It's now something that gets into a red blood cell and goes everywhere in the body, and we measured it. So here's one of those physical measurements for you. We measured it to be 910 terahertz. So that's a way we measured the energy of the liquid silver inside a red blood cell as it travels through the body. It's resonating. It's a semiconductor resonating at a frequency that we measure. And guess what? By by coincidence, that's Mm -hmm. the exact same frequency that the blue lights in the hospital laboratories resonate at. The germicidal lights in the in NASA in the space shuttle use that same frequency. In our host in our uh, host of uh, swimming pools, they now use that same blue light, that same mm-hmm. silver frequency to destroy germs. And all of this has come together not by coincidence, but by discovery. Many people working at many different levels to come up with this. It's quite a joy and quite a discovery. Wow, it is pretty cool. Um, I think from what I'm seeing, the bonding of the with the oxygen molecule really enhances uh, and it creates stability too. Uh, but it that's the key, I guess. The, you, you, the you oxygen just, bonding. You just did 20 years of research right there in one oh. <laughs> intuitive moment. Exactly right. Exactly right. Right. Uh, it just like magnifies everything, and then. Um, and then furthermore, you know, we were talking about resonances, um, like pure oxygen. It's almost like, well, that's what pure water is, right? Uh, uh, H2O. But pure oxygen has the knowledge of the universe in it. So it helps you like reset it. Um, and pure oxygen is different than, say, purified oxygen, like industrial type oxygens, you know, clarity and stuff. Um, so this is like straight out pure oxygen. And I think that's where the resonance aspect of, of, of the silver comes in. Plus silver is, is pure as well. So now you have, you know, all these molecules that's going through your blood system that are resetting you to your natural frequency. And then if you set obviously to your natural frequency, then you naturally, you know, have to create health. So that's pretty cool. It's fascinating. The immune system, um, I have a full PhD in immunology, and Mm -hmm. I still don't know enough about it to say that I know it all. It's so fascinating. Uh, And uh, I think that it works in Mm -hmm. energetic ways that we just haven't had a measure yet. Right. Yeah, and you don't – sometimes – um, you know, some of the miracles, you know, the, uh, of people getting healed through what I do. Uh, and then science goes, well, show me the proof. It's just that, well, no, you figure out instruments to prove what, how that person healed. It's not me showing you the proof, but you getting instruments that can measure 
those t- levels of frequency. So uh, Wait, I can actually I help you. I, I, I was just moved with a thought. Is that okay if I ask you a oh, question? Yeah, of course, <laughs> definitely. For a second here. I've studied many different religions. I've read Genesis. I've read the opening of of all the different religious books. And in them, they all have a version of the creation. And in the creation, it always talks about before there was light, there was water. And it hung over the mass. And this comes from Indian shaman this comes from religious books this comes from the bible this comes from everywhere and i thought to myself water in some form existed even before the land and the light came together it must be that important and oxygen is the most active part of that water so i thought to myself just now you've got something for me i'm wondering I'm wondering what insight you have on that concept of the overall philosophy of creation beginning uh-huh. with water and the activity of oxygen. Oh, definitely. Um, well, water or yeah, water, oxygen, that was before. And, you know, all those religions, they don't go back to the beginning of time. They go back to, say, physical density of this reality or basically of earth but they don't go back and expand into say the universe i mean earth is just a what it's it's like a you know a a narrow segment of time compared to how old the universe is so that's how all those religions are but um um the knowledge that i can attach to and everybody can connect to this because we're all part of that knowledge uh goes till the beginning of time so that in that religion that's what they're talking about so water oxygen you know some of the uh helium and so on they were there way before earth was created so it has the knowledge and intelligence of say the universes around it and that's i don't know if that helps you um but well, it's, it's, re- it's really a pretty deep philosophy. The more we it is, it is a deep philosophy. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. But you're right. Uh, and that's why I always say oxygen or water. I, I do water meditations and still on bringing in that natural purity of water because it was here way before, you know, yeah. earth was a, a solid mass. But the bigger picture is that I can help you. And this is what I do for, you know, companies and so on is that you're at this level of consciousness or awareness of knowledge. So I can push you, I can like leapfrog and then pull you up to a much higher level uh, of awareness. So I can, and well, just as we speak, uh, I can help you with that. But then, you know, if you want to do some outside time, uh, it'll hope, it'll really open up like a huge mass awareness that you're kind of bumping against from what I'm seeing. So does that make sense to you? There's certain... You can see that there's something out there, but you can't just access. Exactly. So I, I am, and to be that. extremely just open and transparent, yeah. I've gone to Africa. I've published in medical journals a natural yeah. cure for malaria. I can yeah. see helping so many children. <clears throat> How can I get to the next level, right. to the next layer of taking it to the world? I'm good at looking at the healing principles, how can of I get it to the world? How can we get the message out? How can we yeah. help the children? And, uh, and there's a lot of other things I can see happening on the horizon. I'd love that extra leap. Okay. Yeah. And I can push you in. And then from that, you'll, you'll create like one, two, like four products that, um, yeah, you'll develop four products in the very near future. So instead of taking, um, you know, 20, 30 years of development, you know, I can help you condense. And that's another thing I do with companies, condense R&D in a very short time. Uh, so when it, within a very short time, you'll have three or four products that um, I want to say stun the world and, you know, stun you as well. But I can't do it on my own. Uh, you know, I need people like of your intelligence and then help you go further from it love to uh, I, 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 I feel a connection here and i really would like your help and i yeah. am doing it for the reason that mm-hmm. there's too much suffering in the world we need to help yeah there's way too much suffering and it doesn't have to be that way doesn't have know, to. It, and these cures 
just like what I do, they don't have to take, you know, two, three, four decades to heal somebody. That's a hell of a long time. You know, that's like a quarter or half someone's life to heal from something. Um, so those, those cure, I don't want to call them a cure, but whatever you want to call them, um, really they shift and uh, so massive transformations coming up for the next few years. Well, I- imagine this. In our bodies, our skin mm-hmm. grows new cells every day, and they rise yeah. up a layer and another layer and another layer until we wash them off. It only takes right. 30 days to get an entire new skin, the largest right. organ of our body, totally regenerated, totally right. rebuilt. I want to help people do it with the right tools so they regenerate the proper way. And oh, that's definitely. just one idea. Oh, yeah. I was actually, it's, it's so funny, Jordan, because, you know, I've been thinking about that because, you know, it's like your cells regenerate, you get a fresh new skin every 30 days, but why does it copy from the old pattern? What if you, you know how it just duplicates itself? It does. So, so why couldn't you reprogram it, you know, at, you know, a frequency level and then, you know, bringing in certain elements, physical elements, and that'd be your part. Um, bringing in, say, certain physical elements to, say, promote a reset of how that flesh regenerates. So think of the possibilities because instead of, you know, because when you make a copy, every time you make a copy, it gets degraded, right? That copy of itself. So, And that's what the cell does, and that's how we age. But if you make, like, an instance of that, so it's not a copy of it, but it's another instance of the original. You would actually like freeze aging or your flesh wouldn't have to sag when you age. And, you know, you know you'd have still that youthfulness, right? Because you're copying the youthfulness over and over. Oh, I'd love to work with you with that one. I'm excited. Wow. This is really cool. Yeah. I can see the all these little things. Um, yeah. That, that'd be really, really cool. Uh, yeah. It wouldn't. It, it, and again, what I do shortens everything. So, um, I, I want to go to because I was very interested because I was thinking of actually, say, sanding gold and ingesting it. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, let so me what, tell you what I do know about gold. Gold is a okay. colloid, and they take gold rods, and they're about as big around as a a pencil lead. And they run a current of electromagnetic energy through it, and one molecule at a time, the gold comes off into water. So you could actually buy liquid gold, and people drink it. And in the last two years, gold has been the number one pharmaceutical product that has received a patent application. Because they're attaching gold in that liquid stage to all of the chemotherapy drugs. Here's why. Chemotherapy is a drug and it's a terrible, uh, Terrible it's a salt, it's a poison, it's an acid. Well, it goes into the body and its molecular structure is too big to allow it to get down deep into the cartilage. So it doesn't get into certain areas. And Mm -hmm. all tumors, all cancers develop its own blood flow. Such tiny Mm -hmm. blood vessels that some of the chemotherapy can't even get into. Yet gold is so dense that you can get it into such a tiny molecule and it will carry with it the chemotherapeutic agent. Now it can get into the tiny circulation of the tumor. Now it can get into the tiny circulation of the cartilage. And so gold is right on the cutting edge right now of carrying at a frequency carrying other elements deep into tissues that we haven't been able to get into before. Wow. That is so cool. Cause I've, you know, lately last month or two, I've been intrigued with uh, eating gold. <laughs> so I think, uh, um, and I think part of that too is, is that, um, and I want to talk about um, they, you know how they, I forgot. Uh, in, I was in Sedona. I was really pissed off oh. uh, where they spray what do they call that? Um, I'm kind of drawing a blank. You know where they spray uh, aluminum or whatever for the weather? Oh, yeah. Toxins on either a pesticide or they're spraying it as a – it destroys the environment. 
It does. So I was thinking, you know, instead of, uh, and I don't know why they would, would spray or, or, um, um, you know, release, you know, tons and tons of silver, not silver, but uh, aluminum because it's just so toxic. Um, but I was thinking, gosh, gold would actually be, but that gets, I'm sure it gets pretty expensive, but that would actually help the climate. And then, you know, the, it drops into the plants and it helps the plants. So when you're eating the plants, right, instead of, you know, eating, eating poison, you're actually ingesting it in a way that it should be. And that'll be really, really healthy for you. So it, it's a win-win all around. But right and now. Then, and then we could have a new cliche that uh, he was born with a gold spoon in his mouth. <laughs> there you, know, you go. <laughs> he was born with a silver spoon in her silver mouth. You know where that gold. comes from, right? That comes uh, no. from during the plague. The plague was a bacteria. They didn't know what that was back then, mm -hmm. but they knew that when they eat food, they would get the plague and many of them would die. But if they ate with a pure silver spoon or oh, pure wow. silver plate or their milk came in a pure silver jug, it didn't go bad as quickly. It didn't transfer the plague. So the people who survived the plague did so by eating off of pure silver silverware. And that's where the cliche, she was born with a silver spoon in her mouth came from because those who had money to use the healing principles of silver ate food at a frequency that didn't transfer the bacterial infection called the plague. Wow, that is so interesting. That is so cool. Yeah. I, I never knew that. I never knew that. Um, so, so can you buy that liquid gold or, or well, sure. where do you, you, you could just type in colloidal gold and it's for sale by a number of different people. I'm not one to sell a ton of stuff, but yeah, yeah. The liquid gold has been used. I formulated a liquid gold, a colloidal gold with mm -hmm. silver. So you had silver and gold. Gosh, I sound like Burl Ives there, don't I? Silver and gold. Anyway, <laughs> silver and gold together because I wanted something that was beneficial for people's joints. So mm -hmm. I put together a product that had silver and gold together and the gold would carry the silver into the joint where the silver couldn't get as far without it. So uh, we'd get a benefit for people who had those chronic painful joints, rheumatoid arthritis kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just tapping into my audience, I'm sure they're, they're, they, they'll want to know what your specific silver and gold mixture is. So if you want to give that information out or where they could get it. Yeah, mydoctorsuggests.com. So my doctor spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R, mydoctorsuggests.com is my website. And you'll find 11 different silver products. You've got silver gel and silver lotion, silver liquids and silver lozenges. Oh, I love these. When I'm talking and I get a dry mouth, I have to actually go ahead and open one of these up and take it. Now I'm getting silver in my mouth not just a lozenge and they're so beneficial for so many people i should take that and uh, you know what? if you would like some i have many radio talk show hosts at, at the national level you know the guys that speak for three hours at a time and the ladies that are on tv for three hours at a time oh I yeah do that every we, day we made a whole bag and we send it to them uh you know what we'll get your contact information i'd love to send you yeah, some send it to lozenges. me I just, I that just love good. these. I talk a lot. They, and it matters, doesn't it? It does. I it really the, does. I help the singers at Juilliard, and they have screened oh. their voices, these opera singers, and they're mm -hmm. the best in the world. But, oh, that voice, that strain. Well, they walk around all day sucking on these lozenges, and I made them a vocal spray. And we can help you as well. But these are the kind of things I'd like to help with. And they're all oh, at my doctor suggests. I think there's over 200 videos uh, <laughs> that I've reviewed different things for. So I hope that helps. Oh, awesome. That's awesome. Um, I want to I wanna kind of jump back, you know, where, especially for kids, um, where we were talking about an expert or even a parent says something to you, right? Like you've got six months to live or you'll never overcome oh, yeah. this. Um, I want to talk to you because I was in, where was I, in Toronto, you know, the past weekend, and there was this really brilliant kid, 
although he was like in his mid twenties, he was very young emotionally. Um, unstable mom, you know, very unstable mom. And she had decided that there was mental illness in him. Um, and then he had, she had gone to a doctor, a psychologist or whatever. Uh, and they were giving him some kind of drug that I don't know. I don't even know that they can get for like uh, illness, mental illness. Um, what is that? I don't know if you can rattle off some drugs, but it was really like heavy. Oh, well, they, can, they can give him all kinds of different things from Neurontin for the neuro, irregular neurological firings mm-hmm. in the brain. They can give him uh, a number of different drugs from anti-anxiety drugs to anti-depression drugs to there's all different categories and classes of different drugs. And, but they all slow down a person's thinking process. They all slow down, and they're like tranquilizers or sedatives. And, yes, they can be given. But the interesting thing is, how old is this kid? Well, he's 22, but he was on – this uh, I can't remember. But it's really some, some severe mental drug that they give you to keep you just – he was just like numb, you know? Wow. So see what uh, happens with kids that are seven or eight years old and we diagnose them as having ADHD, attention yep. deficit hyperactivity disorder. And the doctor writes a prescription for Ritalin and the, everyone's heard of that Ritalin drug. Well, do you know when you look at the chemical structure of that, it's basically speed, legal speed, like the, like the black market drug speed. And you think to yourself, why would we be giving these kids before puberty a Mm. speed-like drug to calm them down Mm -hmm. because their energy works totally different once they go through puberty we take that drug away because it works the opposite direction and speeds them up and he might be going through this transition at 22 right now where his body is going through that very same or similar action oftentimes you give a medication and there's an effect that you see today, but there's mm-hmm. also a long-term, could be a benefit or could be not a benefit that's mm-hmm. happened down the road. And so those are kids that need purpose. Those are kids that need religion of some thought process, right? bigger, greater than they are. And they need a purpose. They need something to work at Mm -hmm. that they can feel confidence in in addition to all the products that could be given but uh uh, this was worse than ritalin this was you know where they're mentally unstable they're in psych wards and they like back in the 60s 70s they would they would give this yeah it starts with an l and i'm bringing it up to my mind right now Uh, anyway yes i know what you're talking about so, and it's a mineral. Yeah, so, but it's like, why would you give somebody that? Oh. Uh, the sad thing is, is that when I, because I, I picked up that he was, you know, they had given him something. But, you know, the sad thing, and, I, and the sad thing is, is that this child, he was very gifted when he was young. So he looked unstable. All he needed was strong parents to go, hey, you know, you're gifted. Let's harness this so it doesn't destroy you, right? But And I want to bring that up because a lot of parents, they'll go, what the hell is wrong with my kid, right? Uh, and then it's like, let's put them on drugs. And then that separates the, you know, themselves even more where you're supposed to have, have a strong parent and pull where it pulls you in and helps you identify that you have gifts kind of like a fire hose if you're not teaching your kids how to control that fire hose that's going to destroy not only the kid but then you know your family life and uh, and i think you have you could have a solution for that as well and it could be just that that silver that you were talking about um given that to oh yeah that would work well, silver, and when I when I have a situation that we don't know exactly mm-hmm. what the solution is pharmaceutically, I often go to the E S S E N C E, the essence of wellness, and mm-hmm. we give them a self examination where you take mm-hmm. a one page questionnaire of what your mm-hmm. eating habits are. Then you take another questionnaire for your sleeping habits. Mm-hmm. What I have found with 
kids in this situation is that sleep disorders are causing more of a mental disturbance in their brain than everything else. And when we got that under control, everything else came under control much easier. Mm -hmm. So if there's one thing I would say with a, a, a situation like this is, What's going on with the sleep here? We're looking at our phones all hours of the day and night. We're looking at the computer screens. We know that there's these microwaves passing through us on our cell phones. And then we stay up later and later and later. We don't rejuvenate. Right. Regenerate. We don't rebuild. You realize in your deepest level of sleep is the only time when your brain actually Mm -hmm. rewires permanent memory. So if mm-hmm. you never get wow. to that deep level of sleep, you're just living in short-term memory all of your life. Mm-hmm. So that can lead to mental illness, anxiety, and depression mm-hmm. as well. So essence of wellness, self-evaluate, and uh, uh, mm-hmm. my gosh, that's what I would do with it. And I take a look at what's going on. Um, sure, we can do a, a, a scan on the brain, and <clears throat> we can do a a blood test, and we can check for hormones. We can check for all these different things. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot longer than just taking a pill, or it's a lot bigger process than just, of course. now we've got a chemical change. There's an energy that needs to be balanced there as well. You're absolutely right. So when I see kids with ADD and all that stuff, literally they don't know how to handle time because they live in another reality, but they're here. Their Mm -hmm. phone, like you were talking about, you know, although, you know, there's electromagnetism and all that stuff that's going through those waves, um, it disconnects the, from themselves. Because when you look at a, somebody looking at their phone, you realize that they're not there. Their consciousness is somewhere. So that even disconnects them even more. So I was thinking, you know, with what I do, bringing them in, but then they would need um, – yeah, they would need silver or something like that. Mm, that's a good electrical. Well, when we give them a, a two teaspoons twice a day of liquid silver, we know that that mineral transfers energy better than any other mineral in the body. And that's that may be uh, what you're, what you're, I feel like that might be what you're saying. And I, I think it that's is. a good solution. Two teaspoons twice a day of a liquid silver is a very good benefit. It's not the cure. But it's going to help the body to start transferring its electrical and magnetic signals much better. Well, I think, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to say, you know, I cure people or they'll cure themselves. But the underlying component is that they're lost in time. I can help with that. But then they would need something physical to help their electrical components physically come together. So between the two, connecting back into time and then you know, something physical like your silver will really bond them together and they'll feel stable. Um, then the cool thing about that is because the cool thing about that is that once they're stable, they get to see their gifts mm-hmm. from a strong perspective and their gifts will not destroy them. Right? You have to maintain like a lot of energy, especially with the patterns or the frequencies that I run. You have to be really, really stable. So, and you have to have a healthy body. Otherwise, it destroys you. So I always stress, especially with even with adults, you know, as you start to say ascend higher and higher, this is where I stress uh, better health for you because no matter what, you're starting to resonate at higher frequencies. If your body can't handle it, your body will get damaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you're just vibrating faster and faster and faster. That's why ascension, that's where it comes from. So you have to maintain health. Otherwise, whatever is distorting you or it's off for you, uh, just again, it gets, well, it, it distorts even more. It magnifies even more. So it's really important for all of us to be in a healthy state and then eat healthy as well. So. You know, one fact I want to add to that, I just felt like mm-hmm. is exercise doesn't have to be going to the gym and working out. It can just be walking for 30 minutes. And they found in pharmaceutical studies that the person who walks 30 minutes a day controls depression and anxiety better 
than the person that takes a Prozac type of antidepressant drug. They call it a tricyclic antidepressant. And that's pretty fascinating when you take a look at what you just said, because exercise, if you start too much, too hard, too fast, the exact scenario of what you just said happens. Mm -hmm. But if you take your time over time, exercise alone helps balance hormones even better than those drugs. You're right. Yeah, I see that. Um, And not to get off the subject, but, you know, Jordan, there's so many people that pay for lawn service, taking care of their landscaping and stuff. You know, if you just went out and did it yourself, it's it's the most (laughs) you'll enjoy it better. You'll be proud of, you know, your surroundings. But then it'll release a lot of tension, especially working with the ground. It's fascinating when we link mental and physical. (laughs) What we get is more than we imagine. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, anyway, as we end, time is running out. Uh, as we end, any other last thoughts, comments? Uh, it was really a pleasure having you. Uh, I, I'm just so grateful that people are opening their minds yes. to the fact that traditional medicine has its place. Traditional yes. doctors are the greatest diagnosticians. And yep. These fit in emergency crisis management better Mm -hmm. than anything else. But most of us aren't in a medical crisis 99% of our lives. So my ideal is that you will become your own doctor and that you will suggest what you need based on the principles of wellness. And that starts with mental cognition of what the issues are, who you are, and who you can become. So that's my overall philosophy. And I know the human body will heal itself if yep. you can just give it the proper tools. Hey, thanks for having exactly. me. You bet. Thanks, Jordan. Take care. Uh, and then connect with myself and uh, we'll get together. Set something up. I would be delighted. And I've got a, a Andre who set all of this up. I'll call mm-hmm. him. I'll tell him to send you some of our products. I just want you to just to try them and feel and see what they're like. Che- check out their frequency. Okay. Oh, yeah. They feel good. They feel really good. Um, and that website was mydoctorsuggests.com? My, yeah, mydoctorsuggests.com. Okay. Wonderful. Sounds good. Thank you Thank so much. You. Appreciate you having me on. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.